0: Buddy, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 111. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by Jesse Cox and Alex Fossey and the other two hosts yeah. and friends. What up? Hello. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah! Uh, we've got a bit of a... Oh yeah, go ahead, Alex. Are you I'm about just to say hyped. something? I'm just hyped. You're hyped? Yeah. I'm always hyped. I'm ready for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a bit of a lighter episode today. Um, this week I've been kind of sick and I've just not had the energy to like put into the work for the next big one that we're working on. So instead of like not giving you an episode, we decided to give, dive in to do some more listener stories. You guys are constantly flooding us with wild experiences that all of you supposedly have out there. Y'all are some weird. You, I will Y'all never are fun like, permanently in my brain is the man who turned into an equation. Like you guys have some nutty shit happen to you out in the real that world.
1: Blew my fucking mind, dude. It, he blew his own mind. I mean, he he was, blew he his blew, own. He blew his own mind. He was that woman he, in the like little meme that's like, and then like. <laughs> Yeah, the equation shows yeah. up. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a, a great selection of stories that you guys have sent us. Thank you so much for that. Um, but more importantly, we want to thank you for the money you've sent us. Haven't don't, don't we, Alex?
1: Not just the money that they've already sent us, but the money that they will be sending us once they head over to patreon.com slash pod, the only website. Uh it's a great place to go that you can go. And you can support this sh- weekly show that, you know, Chilumanati is only a weekly show because you guys made it. So, and, uh, we've just recently hit our goal of, of, uh, a, you know, a big milestones. So that's going to be a big thing for us. We're about to get a, like an event together, completely funded by Patreon. We're going to do like a lockdown type scenario. Yeah. I get um, like, that's not at all real. That is completely in a fantasy world right now. Like I can't even imagine what that's going to be. Uh, there's also great pre-sale stuff, art, uh, a discord, all kinds of cool stuff that you can access from Patreon.com slash where you can become an official inductee member into yeah. our secret society of people who don't take uh, paranormal stuff too seriously. You know what I mean? If that's you, right. if that's your relationship with the paranormal, join us on the only website, Patreon.com slash That's the
0: whole, the internet exists simply for that one website.
1: We all log on and we all just check out Mel's art together. (laughs) I mean, it's very
0: true. Mel's art is fucking killer. All right, let's dive into some fun stories. We've got, as always, a smorgasbord. We've got ghost stories. We've got a potential alien encounter. We got a dream or two for Jesse to take a look at. A whole lot of things that have been thrown up on the subreddit. So if you've got stories and you want to share, the subreddit is the best place to go do that. I'll open up. We'll first start reading, but uh, this by a story by the name of "Disrupted Sleep of a Skeptic" by Reddit user, definitely not a rabbit.
1: Mm, Good afternoon, gentlemen.
2: Mm, He's I definitely know, not a mm, rabbit,
0: dude. Mm,
1: are you sure? Is I, that th- I, I is believe? That the, him. Is that the things that took over Mario Land? What are rabbits? Yes, rabbits.
0: Is that, <laughs> is that, so what that raving is? rabbits? Those are rabbits. Rabbits ah, raving. Yeah, they're all rabbits. Right, and, well, ah, that's all the noise they make.
1: So you could still technically be a rabbit. He could be. Yeah, a robot That's actually
0: true because he's not Uh, a robot. Not a a rabbit. So, not a robot. It's
1: with
2: two B's.
0: It's with two B's though, not one B. Well, at the bottom
2: of the story, it says one B. Did he misspell his own name? I don't know. Would a robot rabbit do that? Think about it. I think I think
0: he might have. All right, here we go. We're going to read a story. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. I should say that my entire life I have been plagued by nightmares. I am on a medicine specifically to prevent nightmares and help me sleep. And even then, sometimes my mind is still a sadistic asshole. I have aphantasia and find the only time I can visualize anything is in my sleep during my very vivid dreams and by extension, vivid Horrifying, full 4D experience nightmares.
1: 4D, 4D? <laughs> please have a 4D like, nightmares. Whoa, whoa, like, <laughs> like, whoa! Like, and like getting sprayed like,
2: by water a little bit, getting yeah. close to your face. <laughs> <laughs> psst, psst, psst. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, the chair moves. That sounds Smells great. like a fart
1: for some. Every every single show has like a fart smell in it, so they like blow <laughs> fart gas in your face. I don't know why that's a fucking trope in those shows. Me either. In an adaptation
0: to my nightmares. I have developed a number of mechanisms to help me get through the night, such as limited lucid dreaming, wherein I can willfully alter the dream, although once again, sometimes my mind is still a sadistic asshole and decides regardless of what I want, I'm going to see spiders, this is relevant, and springing awake if possible. Unfortunately, due to my frequent disrupted sleep, I do experience sleep paralysis, full-blown, can't move anything but my eyes, can't speak and can't scream, Although sometimes apparently I can whimper or move my mouth as if I'm saying help. Uh, this is, I've actually experienced this, not myself, but with something uh, with somebody who experienced it and them like desperately trying to like get out and have like their sleep paralysis. It's really scary, man. Cause you shake them and like, they can't, they can't come out of it. It's just, I have both, just,
1: I have both seen it and experienced it myself, but only like two or three times ever in my life. It's, it's scary. Anyway, moving on.
0: They are no longer scary as they've happened so many times. They are now merely an annoyance and leave me incredibly groggy and wobbly when, I, when my, bodily, my body finally catches up to my mind. I am a woman in my 20s and a skeptic. When I, when I myself am faced with a situation that could seem, be seemingly supernatural or paranormal, my first answer is that what I'm experiencing isn't what's really happening and I am perceiving things incorrectly. My second answer is that I'm experiencing a hallucination due to mental illness or my issues with sleep, and my third answer is hallucinations due to involuntary drugging, and my fourth answer is that someone is playing a trick on me. And my fifth
1: answer is that yeah. there is a green stone that has caused a war between two factions of British wizards. <laughs> and that's the twist. This is what this episode is Don't all Don't bring this about. episode
2: down. There's no <laughs> need to do. There's no need to do that. Don't bring me down. <laughs> Greenstone <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the spookums.
0: The events are simple and threefold. Each story occurs after waking up in the middle of the night, and each time I am incredibly groggy. Number one I woke up to the sound of very loud, very deep purring occurring somewhere near my head. Neither myself nor my fiance or our roommates at the time owned a cat. So, no chance of creepy kitty, and it wasn't coming from my dog. I checked all televisions, computers, and phones in the room, and they were off. And even at loud volumes, we, can, we could barely hear what was happening downstairs. The purring was seemingly coming from above me, but I could not find a source. It went on for a few minutes before I willed myself back to sleep. I should note I was not having a nightmare or a dream of any kind before this. After 15 minutes, I know as I checked my phone both times, I woke up again, still hearing the loud, deep purring. I again found no source. My final thought before falling back asleep was, it's a giant spider, maybe it'll eat me, maybe it won't. Either way, I'd rather not be awake right now. To clarify, the noise sounded most definitely like a large cat. It was not rumbling, buzzing, or grumbling, or anything other than purring. I sat up listening to it for a bit. The noise did did not correct itself into anything besides purring. My mind just went to spider for some reason. If spiders purr, please don't tell me. I do not want to be accidentally correct. End of story one.
1: It sounds like if somebody was like, and this is a purring spider, I'd be like, (laughs) it sure is. That's real. That sounds real to me. (laughs) The second story.
0: I woke up with a full blown gust of chilly wind washing over me. My fiance and dog were both still asleep, so I was pretty sure I was just hallucinating. I sat up to find my dresser, a long stout wooden dresser, and moved from the side of my bed to the foot of my bed. I stared at it for a while. As I did, I came to a conclusion. It was either a hallucination, a home invader, or a ghost. Home invader was unlikely as everyone else a was ghost? still asleep.
1: The g- right. I thought the ghost wasn't on
0: the list. I also didn't think the ghost was on the or list. Or it suddenly, was a ghost. It, maybe it was number five. Maybe that was the hidden number five and we couldn't see it because it was a ghost. I sat up to find my dresser, a long stout one Bedman moved. Uh, she stared at it a while and uh home invader was unlikely as everyone else was still asleep. And if it was a ghost, it was either benevolent, malevolent or neutral or just redecorating. I mean, those are the only options. So, yeah, I agree. If it was malevolent, I didn't want to be awake when it decided to kill me. If it was benevolent, God, damn, <laughs> if it was benevolent, well, hooray for me. If it was neutral, I should let it be. There were no noises, so it didn't care to talk to me. After a bit, I decided to go back to sleep. In the morning when I woke, the dresser was back in its original position. I did not tell my fiance about this until months later, as he is superstitious with both Irish and Native American superstitions in his wheelhouse. He was, <laughs> he was displeased. He also confirmed he had not moved it, and we have a strict no gaslighting policy in our household. Honestly, Solid good policy, policy for all households, Solid I think, policy. to adopt. Yeah. It's a very good policy. The dresser was heavy and awkward and made a bit of noise, so I tend to believe him. And I hate trickery, manipulation, sleight of hand, and especially magicians. Oh, dude, she, <laughs> she must have hated the Greenstone episodes. She must have absolutely hated it.
2: Who did it? Am I right? It, it's, it was
1: a 50-50 split in the fan
2: like, base, no, man. Comment, it was, uh, no comment from me. You're my friend, so I got that. <laughs> this is great. Thank, this you. Is great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me live in this world
1: with the good steak. <laughs>
0: It all makes me feel unsafe, and that's the end of story two. The third story. I woke up with a full-blown gust of chilly wind washing over me again. Yes, just as I had before, although these two events were at least a year apart. Instead of my dresser moving or loud purring, I saw thick, black, swirling smoke twisting and spinning up by my legs and then disappearing upward. It was like a smoky black vortex or tornado never more than three to four feet in height. After maybe a minute, it had completely vanished. It was just me and my dog on this night as my fiance was out camping. I did not feel any malevolence or eeriness, so once again, I just went back to sleep. I told him about it in a very abrasive way over the phone with little setup or context because that's how I enjoyed giving him information. End of story three. This is like,
1: a, like the diary
2: of a fan fiction demon hunter. This is crazy. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I I have so many questions about what exactly a fan fiction demon hunter is because it's in my guy, mind. It's a real guy. He's real. He fights the demons from various fan right. fictions. Okay. All right. I'm on the same All right. I thought you might have meant someone who writes fan fiction about it, but I'm glad we both agree. This is clearly an actual person that hunts yeah, fan fiction he's a demons. a real guy. Right. Like Things right, that were
0: made up in other people's fan fiction? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All
2: right. Yes. <laughs> it's a what?
1: Okay. I like it. Well, this is you, this is a woman in their 20s, but in, right. in my, yeah, in, in the Kickstarter game that uses all these people's fan fictions as the story, <laughs> it's like a Dante type character.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for reading. If you'd like additional stories of intrigue, I have one where my great aunt predicted a man's death with palm reading. This is a trailer? <laughs> one <laughs> where my godchildren have apparently seen and talked to visages of their great great grandparents. My fiance had a poltergeist in his childhood home that loved to throw things. And my uncle has apparently been saved by a ghost, by a ghost him and my mom knew as
2: children. I swear was. to God, I thought you were about to say, apparently saved by a ghost him. I was like, what? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> if my own self showed up was like, stop. And then like
1: a car almost hit would that me, your time travel. That would
2: be, like, That's be story number one. <laughs> Oh, my God. That and then the him. final. Oh, my God. All right. It's not nearly as cool as I thought it was going to be, but it's pretty all right. It's pretty wild.
0: And then the final one. Also, my, go- my dog, clear as day, called me mom
2: once. <laughs> you are my mother. <laughs> the worst part is, is the other day I watched a video where it was like, my dog, talk to me. And it's this woman talking to her dog, and the dog's like, oh, and she's like, You want to go out? And he's like, oh, She's like, You want to go out? And he's like, oh, <laughs> Please kill me. I'm trapped in his body. I'm fast. The brain
1: of a man and the body of a dog. Isn't that vibration? it a Gary
0: Busey film where he becomes a fucking dog? Gary Busey, <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. Is it? Oh my God, Gary we need to watch Busey movie. home movie. It's like
2: where he a dog. Or Hang we on. can just watch Talking Cat and call it a life. Shout okay, out okay, to okay. Allison Siki.
0: It's, it's from 2003, and the movie is called Quigley.
1: <laughs> Quigley. Quigley, Quigley, Quigley. Yes, yes. That's, I'm out on that. <laughs> I'm out on Quigley. <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: it's got uh, Gary Busey He's like a, a dad who neglects his kids I think like turns into oh my, a dog What about in, a a movie?
2: What about in the movie like though? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm going to get like, a letter from Gary Busey's attorneys <laughs> <laughs> like, How dare you say that about our perfectly sane client Gary Busey
2: Oh god
1: <laughs> Sign Gary Busey lawyer for Gary Busey p- uh, P.S. if you want him to, if you want him on your p- podcast He's got not It doesn't have a lot going on So, <laughs> But uh, we got to stop shit talking him <laughs> All right. Last paragraph.
0: If the supernatural paranormal is an absolute hogwash, then please, I would love to talk to ghosts and work as a paranormal psychologist. Let's work through those issues and get you moving on. I would love to meet our alien neighbors, provided they have basic manners and considerations. I would love to walk dimensional planes and travel the great unknown. I would love to be an alien linguist. And I would love for the science fiction. I attempt to write to be replaced by biographies of the poor, misunderstood supernatural bumps in the night uh feel free to read and share definitely sincerely definitely not a rabbit well there you go Robot's three little little encounters uh i, I kind of want to know the dog called me mom one just because i'm just curious how that day went. she and seems like to what be up to
1: very it. very clear on what she wants
2: out of life and i i commend that i do too mm-hmm Jesse, this next one is going to be for you. Oh, my God. Okay. Why is this always? All right. The lady at 2 a.m. It's what? always this. This is what a Jesse is. story. What? what is
1: this? Episode 69. Come on. Hey.
0: <laughs> Vincent, a short one. This is a short little ghost story. Take Vincent it away.
2: SK 98
0: wrote he loves in, his weapons.
2: The lady at 2 a.m. Hello. This is my first scary encounter I am 23 now and love the podcast. Did not hey. love it before, but at 23, it really settles in. You really <laughs> it really settles does. In. Yeah.
0: turn. that's when your brain really locks in on us.
2: Every time I hear a new mini I hear some of the stories and I want to tell this one. I'm finally doing it. So if this makes the show great, if not, I hope whoever reads gets something from it. Vincent, I have some great news. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. surprise Vincent, you're in. This story takes place about two years ago. I was at my ex's house. We were together at the time. I hope so, or else that would have been an awkward night. <laughs> yeah. I was watching her through the window. I, uh, I she... was talking to my ex at the time uh, in San Diego. <laughs> Me, my ex, her sister, and her sister's sister, her sister's friend. Who, uh, and my sister wife. My, yeah, and her sister's sister's sister, sister, <laughs> sister uh, go drinking at a bar. Her sister ends up getting really messed up, and we have to take her home. Her family was very unstable and always arguing. As soon as we arrived at the house her mom starts yelling about how drunk she is and it starts this huge argument between the sister and the mom. Oh the my mom God. takes Yeah, this, this already I'd depressing. be like, "Ooh, I shouldn't be here." Yeah, I'd be like, "I'm going to go." The mom takes her to her room and shuts the door. All you can hear is yelling and thrashing as the intoxicated sister throws things in the room. Me and my ex sat in the living room, probably just like, (laughs) uh, just talking about how crazy it's getting. We hear a knock at the door. Now, this is when it gets really weird. I open the door to see a short chubby lady looks old with short brown hair and a pink coat. <laughs> I love the image of this woman. Already. I'm imagining the like weird witch chick from don't look now. For yes. Some reason. Yes. <laughs> she has three dogs on leashes with her. Now from the second I opened the door, an uneasy feeling set in and it almost like the air got thicker. I said, hello. And she asked if everything was Okay. I explained it was just a drunk lady and nothing bad was happening and that we were taking care of it. She told me she was in the neighborhood. Oh, she was a neighborhood watch member at apartment 32C. She was wondering if everything was was okay. I assured her again that it was fine. Now, I might just be imagining it, but I don't remember seeing her blink or her dogs moving. Almost as if they were fake. Dude, imagine if it was just some old lady walking her taxidermy dogs, just like, Those,
1: like invisible dogs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> As we, I go to shut uh, the door, the women in pink. <laughs> As I go to shut the door, she tells me to wait. I stop, and I got a chill down my spine and a pulse, and I. P- pulsar, it says and i pulsar I understand and i
0: pulsar and i don't know what that meant <laughs>
2: well i pulsar understand why i was so uneasy maybe i don't understand why i was so easy uh. possibly at this point my ex had joined me she asked if she could come inside my ex said no it wasn't necessary and the lady kept persisting that she come inside my ex said that she was going to go, go get her mom as she left, I turned to the lady and said, mm, you should just leave. The lady replied with, you don't know how hard this is for me. I asked what? And she said, I just need to be welcomed in. Can you please welcome me in?
0: Oh, no.
2: Oh, no. I would shut the door so fast. Just the way she phrased it was creepy. At this point, I just shut the door and locked it. My ex came back and said her mom was occupied with the sister to come. Um, she looked out the window and the lady was gone without saying anything to her about the vibe she gave me. Um, my ex asked, didn't she give a weird vibe? And I told her she creeped me out. Anyway, I told her the apartment number she gave me and we decided to scope it out the next morning. These apartments, small two bedroom houses, very close to each other had signs in front of them saying they were rentable and info to call or office hours. Hers had that sign. And my ex peeked through the window, and there was no furniture or anything. Could have just been some weird lady who happened to hear us, and it attracted her. But uh, that night left me chilled. We got home around 1.30. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: that's kind of a weird little encounter, man. It it reminds me a little bit of like black eyed children
2: encounters do you, you guys yeah. know like that kind yeah, of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like
0: that like you gotta let me in you gotta let me have in you, she's like hell no have you seen this up. video
2: there's a video that's been going around this week it was from las vegas i think and it is door camera footage of a guy with like a bag like a plastic bag and he looks i don't i don't want to say strung out but he definitely has something weird about this guy and he's knocking mm. on the door and he's like "Can i come in Can I come in? And the person is saying, you know, no, leave me alone. And he's like, come on. Are you sure? I just want to talk. I just want to like that kind of stuff. And finally, finally, the the guy who was watching on the camera is like, hey, what are you doing? What do you want? He's like, I just want to come in. I just want to kill the person who lives inside here. It's crazy. Yeah, I I have seen that. Yeah, it's nuts. It's so. And that so I guess the, the police way. were looking for this dude. I have no clue if they found him, but uh, yeah, he was like, "I just want to go in there and kill the person who lives here." And it's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
1: yeah, that's scary. They're as out hell. there. They're out there. Kelly's cousin just had a dude like she like looked at her window and there was a dude just like looking in her Ugh. window with her, with his hands on the windows. Worse fear. So Worf scary. Fear.
0: I, I I wonder if like if the person um Vincent, if you're out there. I'm curious. What kind of dogs were they? Were they bigger little dogs? That's all I'm curious about. Like, what kind of dogs was she walking? Because if she's short. If she was like a short woman, were they like little
2: chihuahuas? Like, what kind of dogs was she walking? Was she the bad guy from that one Harry Potter movie?
1: Were, <laughs> were they floating muzzles with no actual dogs inside?
2: Right. And starched, starched leashes. <laughs> Do they have little right. tiny red noses at the end. And they were actually cloth. <laughs> were
1: there 101 of them and (laughs) they made beautiful clothes inbred dalmatians all right this next one is all yours alex giving a demon a tarot reading by boss sarabas 19 Fresno, California has a strange energy about it. Truth. That's, That's a, a fact. Voice? That's a fact. Yeah. And, and some strange cryptids. If, <laughs> and you some strange been there, or, if you've ever lived there or been cursed to drive through it, you might have felt a weird draw about the small city that tends to keep people trapped there. Many people I met in that place had similar stories. They had moved there for more interesting places and simply stayed. My own parents are currently there 12 years on from this particular incident. We had moved to Fresno in 2007. I was between my sophomore and junior years of high school. Moving towns in the middle of your high school career is difficult, and I do not recommend it. I had very few friends at my new school, and the ones I had managed to make were ones with whom I had a swath of weird experiences. Shout-outs to the word swath, Sloth. which you just love to, <laughs> just rolls right off the tongue, like putting a towel in your mouth. Uh, a friend in The friend in question, who I will call Violet, with someone who I met in a sociology class, we bonded over a shared love of Repo, the genetic opera, and the ubiquitous oh experience of flower based childcare. And that's flour as in baking flour, not flour as in flowers. Mm. In our senior year, she met a guy and started dating, and one day in the summer, she invited me out to meet him. The night before the encounter, we were messaging each other on Facebook. She was giving me a general rundown on her boyfriend, such as his likes and interests. Then, as the evening wore on and I was getting ready to log off, remember when we did that, and go to bed, she sent one more message. By the way, he is the son of a demon. (laughs) Like, what? Oh, boy.
2: Oh, boy. It was late, and at first I thought
1: I was imagining the words on my screen. I didn't reply for a few (coughs) moments, so she added, I mean it. Who's his father? the fuck? This is the type of thing when somebody says it, when they're like, oh, my God, getting here was such a piece of shit. And you're like, what happened? (laughs)
2: Uh, Yep. Uh,
1: Ask me more. Who's his father? I typed back. He wants to tell you tomorrow was her response. I realized that he might be with her at the moment, reading her messages over her shoulder. All I could say was, "Okay, now... I thought it was a bit not that Violet had ever really joked about something like this before, but maybe her boyfriend had a funky sense of humor. I said my goodbyes and headed to bed looking forward to what sort of character I'd meet the next day. Now, back then, I was big into reading tarot cards. I had three decks at the time, a fairy deck that another friend had given me, a Rider Waite deck. This is the deck you think of when you think of tarot and a Norse themed one. I was trying to practice as much as possible, so I usually kept my rider weight deck in my purse and took it with me everywhere I went. We met at an outdoor shopping mall in my neighborhood. I spotted Violet standing under the overhang of the Barnes and & Noble, and at her side was a tall, slender young man clad in black leather. Of course. Awesome. He's, he's a hot topic this demon. This guy dude. is the fan fiction demon hunter. He, uh, he Fresno, is? Oh, my God. This is
0: the, he's going to be hunted by this that other This the is, other is other uh,
1: a Chiluminati episode. See you. Uh, <laughs> Fresno is home to a lot of punks, misfits, eccentrics, etc. So an older teen in all black was far from surprising. Violet introduced me to him. He had a very normal name. I'll call him James for privacy's sake, but his real name was just as normal. We decided to wander around the B and N, aka Barnes and Noble, making small talk as we browsed the shelves of the horror, fantasy, and manga sections. How did I know that those were the sections that you right, were? Right, yeah, that's were going exactly to? where I would picture them. We passed down to the religion books. Violet was getting into Wicca at the time, and I was part, already mm. part of a coven myself, so we both gravitated towards the witchcraft books. These are I the gave people her a I couple. hung out with in high school. Yeah.
0: Like I, I, these are, these are the, I was wearing the shirt that said, like, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. These are the exact crew. I used to that bring like,
1: my Monty Python DVDs to school, and we'd watch them <laughs> after school. Uh, sick. Wow. I, gave her- <laughs> wow. I did not relate to either of those
2: at all. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you may do anything I nerdy. I was basic bitch. Period. I was like I attended school and my chums and I would have a few brews on the weekend where we'd watch the sports and afterwards attend parties featuring various ladies God, on which we Never were attempting to, to smooch at the time and then I would go back to school and study as little as possible to pass my various tests in a course to like- college where I would go <laughs> Like I did,
1: are I you a not, lord of the of the of the court? Like
2: <laughs> I just don't have, have any, like a small. I, do, like a, I don't have any fun have stories. Like you know, I'm like I never went and like went to a graveyard in the middle of the night to go like commune with the dead. It never happened. I never did. I never did any of that shit either. I just I ran the anime club. I lived I would, in Buffy Town. Oof. I lived.
1: My high school looked exactly like Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
2: It was exactly <laughs> that. So, uh, that show is a hundred percent accurate. I ran uh, the anime. I think that was before my, I don't think we even had anime when I was a kid. <laughs> oh my God. What do you I mean think we, we have didn't like- have anime? I'm saying like like it's like 1946. <laughs> that's what I'm saying though, I don't think anime was like in the. You know what? That's a lie. We had Sailor it was Moon. There was like but 75 dollar DVDs of Dragon. That's what I'm right? saying. Like
1: back then, I was buying
0: like in high school. I was buying VHSs where there was two episodes on on each VHS, and it was 25 dollars a pop.
2: Yeah, at least. That's yeah. you know. I realize now that it's all a lie. I just didn't do anything except play like. Super Nintendo. That was my only personality. So I have, oh, yes. have Super Nintendo and PlayStation. So everything else, like all the other things kids could have done, I did not do because I was like, bro. Shoutouts to Vagrant Story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, so we both gravitated towards the witchcraft books. I gave her a couple recommendations which I had read and as she flicked through a Cunningham book, I turned to James. So you're a demon? <laughs> yeah, casually. <especially, laughs> as if the question hasn't been burning in my mind as we walked into the store. He chuckled. Yeah, sort of like a Bioware NPC. James dived right into his backstory. Oh, my God. His father was a marquee of hell called Dracul. No relation to Dracula. He assured this demon had fathered a number of unholy children on Earth through relations with human women in order to create generals for his army. James was to take his rightful place in his army once he had fully matured. I asked if he was in contact with his demon dad. And he says he was via some form of scrying. Violet picked out some volumes to buy. I thumbed through a tarot book as James told me his story, mostly to keep my hands busy as I listened. As I put the book down, James asked, Violet, did you say you read tarot? I nodded with a smile. Do you? I asked, figuring tarot was just as likely as anything else to be a demon child's hobby. (laughs) Nah, I think it's bullshit, he said, frankly. I won't lie, y'all. I had to fight back a bark of laughter. (laughs) I mean, I would. Yeah, it's the a marquise son. The demon, the demon son said Tarot's fake. Uh, <laughs> Violet frowned at her boyfriend, however, and chided him for his rude tone. Sarabas is really good, she assured him. You should let her do a reading for you. I'm not really any kind of evangelist. I'm not out here to change people's minds about Tarot or other any other kind of divination, except maybe Jesse. If somebody uh-huh. else... if someone doesn't believe i don't have much interest in reading for them i expected james to dismiss the idea but he agreed to do it violet bought her books and we settled at an old rusted iron table on the porch of the attached starbucks i pulled my deck from my purse and shuffled the cards keeping my gaze on them tarot cards are pretty big and i have small hands so i was prone to dropping them i asked james what he wanted to know if anything specific or i could give him a general reading he chose the general reading I love how there's like little details that are just like in here that like are apropos of nothing, but I I feel (laughs) like they're going to come back later. Like, by the way, I drop cards like, you know, just little, little things here and there. Yeah. Uh, Now the reading I gave him looked pretty mundane to me. In fact, I can't recall what cards I pull. I remember there being a noted female figure in his life, probably pulled a queen card or maybe the Empress and that he had a rocky relationship with a male figure in his life. He was quite silent as I read, not really giving me much in the way of response. Perhaps he was trying to thwart any cold reading I might be doing, which is totally fair. I've done similar to other readers. Even when you do believe in tarot, there are a lot of charlatans out there, so it's never a bad idea to give them as little as possible. The only real response I saw from him was a poignant glance to Violet once or twice. James waited until I would finished the reading and began to put the cards away. Violet asked what he thought, and he looked me dead in the eye and said he had never had such an accurate reading. I was quite flattered, demon or not. I wasn't very confident in my tarot skills, so to hear that was quite nice. Perhaps it was demonic flattery, or perhaps it was the words of a troubled young man whose feelings had never been validated. I couldn't tell you which. I never saw him again after that encounter. Violet continued to see him for about a year, but we never got much time to hang out. We went to different colleges. She went to Fresno community while I went to a smaller community college in the nearby town of Clovis. We kept touch over Facebook, but I never saw her demonic boyfriend again. (laughs) Fresno is a weird place. I had many odd encounters there, including dating a guy who believed with all sincerity that he was the grim reaper being parted what? to the creation of a magical entity. Why do these all have trailers what? being party <laughs> to the creation of a magical entity, having a house haunted by a cowboy and other fun things. Never saw the Fresno nightcrawlers though. I think they appeared the year I managed to leave the weird vortex of the central Valley. I did tell my mom about them though, and we're going to hunt them down on my next visit. Thank you for reading. And if you'd like to hear other adventures of mine from Fresno, let me know. <laughs> legitimately
2: trailers i want to hear every, about the cowboy stories like well, previews of like what could be i want happening. to know about the grim reaper guy. like i the grim I, reaper I boy <laughs> how did he know he was the grim reaper and <laughs> he probably he a people? lot of drugs yeah like if he was the grim reaper did you ever ask him like what do you do when i'm not around you do you like kill people like how do you do your job like even <laughs> this guy like okay so you're a demon like uh, what uh, uh, like you're gonna go lead an army to hell are you prepared for this task like, uh, have you trained to lead a right hell army or you just feel like you're going to naturally work, like fit into that role? They're they're valid questions. They're valid <laughs> questions. I have to <laughs> I say. I would have many questions. I would be like, OK, I'm not going to say that you're not a demon lord, but <laughs> like, talk to me about this. Like, what is what was the, you know, yeah, what's the politics like? what Like, is this like adventure time status? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, like, what's, what's going on with like, this- your dad? So Dracul, is he like a uh, higher Ranking. Is Dracul cool? Yeah. Like how is he,
1: cool is Dracool? Yeah. How cool is Dracul? I looked up Dracool. Only thing that comes up is just Dracula. So maybe that's just like a name. Like maybe that's just like a spooky
2: maybe He's the coolest. Dracul. How guys. cool Dracul? Oh God. Dude. <laughs> all
0: right. Next one is all about potential cult activity by uh, Ayala. I'm going to be honest here and say I'm not a skeptic. I'm kind of in the same camp as Alex in that I'm not completely so Genius far gone as Mathis, which is wizard impresario
1: <laughs> enlightened
0: legend. I'm not. I'm not so completely as far gone as Mathis, but I'm not 100% Jesse about it at all. So That's you know. I guess you're sat. You're sat in right there. I'm gone. I'm, I'm too I'll far gone. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take I it. Mean, I Mathis is lost. He's lost to I'm reason. Lost.
2: You're I'm one bad day away from being a flat earther. So, oh my God, come on. you got to give me better credit than that. I will not cover that shit. I will. Not. Shit like, I will I it, re- oh. All it takes is one really good book. And you'll be like, you know what? <laughs> no, this makes sense. This makes sense, dude. dude, know, dude the dude. only
0: thing I'm so far gone is aliens. And you wanted to, we'll talk about in the Minnesota. Harvard announced what? Yesterday or the two days ago? That they are beginning to look for extraterrestrial life properly now. They began a program properly, right?
2: The last several years was all BS. When were
0: they looking for alien extraterrestrial life in the past few years? Other than maybe sending out a signal every so often. Exactly. They haven't. They (laughs) are now. Anyway, we're continuing. got me, I guess. (laughs) This is something uh, that happened to me around 17 years ago. And despite multiple attempts to research what could have happened, I haven't been able to find anything. If any of this sounds familiar to you, please reach out, as this is a mystery that has haunted me and my family since we witnessed it. When I was a teenager, I used to enjoy going on random drives with my mother and her partner. We would get into the car, put on music, and drive around the local area. This was often done at night as we found it quite calm and relaxing to be driving in the dark. On this particular night, we were driving in an area that we visited regularly, and we noticed some strange lights in the distance. We realized that the lights were down a small, dirt-covered road we hadn't driven down before. This was a public access road. There were no signs stating that this was private property. There was no gate. It was just an open road. We decided to do some investigating and turn down that, that particular road. As we started down, the lights were closer, and we noticed one larger light in the center. We kept going, unsure of what it could have been. As we got closer, we only became more confused, and we turned off our music as as not to draw attention to ourselves. In the center of a clearing at the end of the road, there was a large glowing orb. It looked like a huge balloon that they had inflated, covered with a cloth, and then tied the cloth to the ground with ropes to stop it from floating. We noticed that there were some individuals in what looked like inflatable suits with smaller glowing orbs covering their heads. They were moving slowly around the larger orb, almost as if they were in some kind of trance. What the fuck? Yeah, this is very bizarre image that I have in my head. Like these, these just like, uh, it almost reminds me of space balls.
2: With How many giant people head, do like, you think this helmet. is? Yeah I, don't, yeah, I have no idea. I'm trying to these visualize just, this and I don't know that I can. I can <laughs> picture the like balloon thing. I can see
1: yeah. that. I just need to know the scale of Wait, this.
0: What does inflatable suit
1: mean? Like, that's, I guess,
0: where I'm like, lost. Like, you know, because like puffy, puffy a, like suits? Suits? Yeah, like, yeah, a, what, is it like a puffy suit? Because I can picture the glowing orb covering their head. Yeah, like a Spaceman suit kind like of well vibe. Like a puffy jacket's yeah, that, yeah. like a puffy, like a Like uh, that funny robot Elliot from Elliot the
1: uh, San Francisco Japanese uh, Disney movie. You know, the one with the <sighs> little... He's like what? a he's like a little white robot. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. He, uh, oh, ba- the Baymax. Yeah, uh, Baymax. e Six from Baymax. Uh, Eve yeah. six? Okay, yeah. What
2: what are we talking? What is the name of that thing? <laughs> Eve six. It's isn't a, that the band that does I'm blue? Robot, robot, robot ninety six. Robot It's a uh, like Hero Six. It's a like Hero, like Hero Big Six. Big Hero what six. six. There you go. Eve Six is a band the fuck is that? It's a band from the nineties. Is that what you were listening
1: to when you were playing Super Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean obviously. Eve six? six?
2: Eve six? Um,
1: inside so out rolled, here's to in, the night i don't even know who the fuck are that you know, is like, trying to find eve six online
2: i, I, I just guys like i was while on my brain i was that guy oh maybe <laughs> inside I out, I find
1: nothing but, yep that's the one that's it literally the album cover is a heart in a blender uh from the <laughs> lyric one i heart, heart in the blender <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: All right, I gotta continue. We rolled our. I don't even know what song you're talking about, so I'm lost on the what? reference. What?
1: Rendezvous yeah. and I'm through with you,
2: baby. I need to hear it. hear words that is and not, clips and <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I don't know what you. Hey. I don't know what this is. I bet if I bet uh, if we like sang the Weird Al version, you'd be like, oh, that song. That might be possible. I believe I did, that. I did love I believe Weird that. Al. Yeah, you were listening to it while you were at Anime Club. Yeah, nothing but
1: faith in aliens. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God.
0: All right. So we rolled down our windows slightly as we tried to figure out what we were seeing. We didn't know if this was some kind of show we weren't aware of or if this was something we were just not supposed to see. The
1: Flaming lips practicing for a concert.
0: (laughs) We didn't want to get out of the car if we weren't welcome. So we decided to wait a couple of moments and see what happened. As we rolled down the windows, we noticed a faint chanting coming from the clearing. That's probably not what you want to hear when you're out of here. You're like, and that's it. I'm out. Goodbye. As we watched, we noticed there were a small number of people around who were not in the inflatable suits. One of these people eventually turned to face us. As he noticed us, a couple of the other people present also began to turn and notice we were there. They began to slowly approach our car and they didn't appear to be welcoming us to the show. The feeling we had was that we were trespassing and they intended to make us leave. During their approach, we saw another unsuited group closer to the orb and they were carrying another individual towards it. For what purpose, we didn't want to know. The group of people got closer to us, so we reversed, turned around, and drove out of there as fast as we could. As we left, I turned around in the back seat and could see the orb had been released and was floating higher. With the crowd staring up at it, and the suited figures dancing around it, as well as the group who had approached us now running as if they were trying to catch up to us. That what would be f- that would scare the shit
1: out of me. That's like, like the inciting incident of like Resident Evil 9. <laughs> yeah, right? That's going to be you walking in on to something like that. Oh, we managed to
0: get away without having to talk to any of those people. But to this day, we do not know what it was, what they were doing and what they would have done if they caught us. All we know for sure is that we were not welcome and we were not supposed to have seen that. I can't help but wonder what happened to the person they carried towards the orb. P.S. When I first wrote this out, I called my mother and asked her to tell me what we had seen that night. I didn't tell her I'd written this. I just asked her to tell me in her own words what we saw. Her partner was sat with her and he confirmed that she, uh, what she was saying. It lined up perfectly with what I had written. If it wasn't for the fact that all three of us had witnessed it and we were able to recall the same details separately without the inclusion of confirmation bias, I'd have been convinced that it was a dream. And that's that story. That's a very creepy story. The because thing
1: about that one is like, there's a lot going on. You know what I mean? It's very clearly
0: people, since there were people around that tried to chase them down. I just, I guess the part I'm having a hard time visualizing is like, what did these inflatable suits look like? Because I do, I have Baymax in my head now. Like, that's all I'm seeing is this big puffed out people with like these space ball More helmets like the Monst- on.
1: Monster Inc. Uh, guys. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. And I just like, it, like this. I feel like releasing a balloon of light into the sky is not necessarily that weird. If Lots of people do if very this. Similar isn't things. total
1: horseshit, right? If this is like a person telling you a story. Completely true as they experienced it. Right. The thing that's fun about this is that there's probably a very, very specific explanation for what the fuck it was. You know right. what I mean? And I would, lo- I wish that we could like figure that out. I love the idea that like they're the only people who saw it. But I feel like, I mean, depending on how many people it was, I'd love to know more. I'd love a little follow up on this one. If you hear this, please like let me know a little bit more about it. If you, if you are, uh, if you're listening to this show, because I would love to figure out what the fuck that is i would love to like solve it i'd love to know a little bit more about where you were and stuff like that just so we could like nail it down yeah i i agree and maybe you don't want
0: to put on the reddit and keep it private chilluminati at gmail you can send stories out that way as well i'm just interested yeah yeah we just want to know it'd be great to know more um yeah but that's it for that encounter i really like that story a lot it's uh it's very very bizarre
2: very specific Uh, details
0: yes I'm going to give the next one to Alex. Going to round back, back out to you. And then Jesse will wrap it out with the uh, the last one.
2: I'll wrap it okay. out. If it's a wrap, I'm going to be real upset. I want you to wrap it out. No, I want you to wrap out the whole thing. My name thing. is Great. Jesse,
1: and I'm here to say, I do not believe in aliens in a major way. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Rippity wrap. A rap wrapping round. Wrap. Gold tooth. Okay. Uh, this is a few short encounters from Sultan 112 800. Hello, Chalumanats. I'd just like to preface this by saying, like many others sharing their stories on this Reddit, that I'm much like Jesse in my approach to the paranormal. Thank you. With that being said, though, there have been two times that I've witnessed things I simply could not explain satisfactorily, and I'm going to share them here. My first encounter with something I couldn't explain was when I was quite young, maybe seven or eight years old. My childhood friend and I had spent the afternoon and evening playing with Legos and Nerf guns and whatever else as young boys are wont to do. My father decided to take us to Wendy's as sort of treat for dinner, and my brother came along too. It was dark. The trip back home was when I witnessed something. I was looking at, I was looking at the car window skyward for whatever reason, despite the night sky being obscured with cloud cover. While driving through the neighborhood. Back home, I saw what appeared to be orange lightning in the sky. It wasn't as bright, nor did it seem to actually move as quickly as lightning should, but for a brief moment, it illuminated the clouds around it, which seemed to be swirling around where the lightning had flashed from. There was no sound of thunder and I seemed to have been the only one in the car to witness it. While I cannot explain this, I believe it may have been the result of an overactive imagination. That's like some Loki shit right there.
0: (laughs) That's, yeah, I don't know. I imagine there's got to be some sort of natural phenomenon where quiet like lightning strikes might be able to happen. I've
2: seen I've seen know.
1: lightning without thunder, but I don't Same. know. What I was that, about
2: to say I think that is a thing.
1: Yeah, it must be. I don't know about the swirling like vortex of electricity or whatever that other parts. a but, tornado. Get the hell out. Yeah, I mean we don't <laughs> really. I mean where where was this? We don't really know where it is. Yeah, we don't know where it is. Yeah. Um, My second encounter happened many years after this, about four or five years ago when I was a junior in high school. I had just gotten home from school and took my dog out into the backyard so he could take care of business. Living in a suburban home, I could see the sidewalk from where I was in the backyard and I saw a tall figure wearing an entirely white cloak and hood walking away from my house down the sidewalk. I didn't really think about it much. I watched for a few seconds and moved on when I had actually processed what I had just seen. I went to do a double take and nothing was there. Looking down the street and pretty much everywhere that the figure could have possibly walked to yielded no results. It just vanished completely. I have greater difficulty explaining this one. That's fucking scary. But like, yeah, I grew up in a suburb, too, with like a yard and stuff. And and every once in a while, something real weird would happen. Some weird thing would like sidle through the neighborhood. Some weird beast, some weird person come down out of the hills like you never know. You never know uh, any and all input is appreciated. And of course, permission is granted for my stories to be on the podcast. I'm a big fan of the show. I've been binge listening at work almost constantly for the past week or so. And I've been a fan of Cox and Crendor since I was in middle school. Oh, shout out
2: to Cox Ooh, and Crendor. I knew you were a good person. Five I years believe ago. This. Were, this is one of the ones I believe actually.
1: Five years ago, they were a junior in high school and they've been listening to Cox and Crendor since they were in middle school. Woo.
0: That's more, yeah. <laughs> less dedication. We are, we are closer than ever to being around for like, we're coming up on our 3 year, but uh or we're coming up on our 4 year. We'll yeah. be around for some
1: people's entire high school life. Shout out to the Chiluminati class of 2021 2022. <laughs> uh much love and make sure to store your legal weed safely lest the bean boy finds it. We got to do a bean boy plushie one day. Let me say. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I think
0: that'd be super sick. I'll buy that sick. boy. I'll buy that little yeah, boy. We got to get a good design. I mean those are I, honestly even the second story even if it wasn't a weird ghost or paranormal just a strange man in your territory in your zone in your home is fucking scary enough and i am hopeful have we ever, that have we ever talked
1: about a uh, nuke's top fives on here I don't think so nuke's top fives is like a I, I i he's big enough that i feel like maybe some people are going to be like this guy steals videos or something like that i don't know somebody's probably going to say something like that on the subreddit but oh, what this guy does is he has like top five things in the woods, top five things on people's security cameras. And there was this one, there was this one where this guy's like a vlogger and he does not do horror content at all. It's like not a thing, very successful vlogging channel about driving around in a camper all the time in like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a Winnebago type car. Yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, he was like in Scotland or England somewhere. And he was like, he couldn't move because his fridge was draining. And he like found this well that was like sealed up and there was like this like bald, like old timey priestess walking through the woods at a distance. And he was like freaking the fuck out. And he has like footage of it and everything. That's wild. Just fucking amazing. I love like shit like that. Like shit you see
0: in the woods. One of my favorite. uh, I think I've probably talked about this in the show. You know who Lestrade is, right? Mm -hmm. Survivor man. Yeah. He's he's talked about some of the weird creatures that he's seen, like encountered in the woods and stuff that he's like wanted to hunt down and see if he could find evidence of. The woods are scary the woods are just home to things that are just even even normal creatures that can make noises that people I mean the red fox people think is like a screaming woman most of the time
1: red fox put your fox. face in some dough and make a gorilla cookie <laughs>
0: God, I wish I knew I don't have any references in my brain That's it's so infuriating
2: I, I, Alex I feel like is a worldly soul and so he references would know things from, from like, when like yeah, you yeah, know. yeah like my parents were children yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, i'm jealous
2: <laughs> wah, 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 wah,
0: wah, wah. i know that song i know that Do you know song. what it's from i don't off the top of my <laughs> it's head it's from sanford and son oh okay i know i know of that show yeah that's, that's where that's where red fox much. is from no oh, worries. okay it's, cool
1: we're and we're you know full listen, we got it
0: we got me there and that's all i yeah, care about yeah. i understand the reference now yeah. my brain is at ease All right, Jesse. Last one. This one is for you. Take us home, oh, baby.
2: Another old lady. Is this a thing? Yeah.
0: Ah, all for you. I know
2: you old like lady them. But there might be a twist. Possibly aliens. <laughs> Caramel odd writes in. Before I begin. Give a huge shout out to Alex. He's yeah. my favorite one of you three. Do you just want me to say this? He's my I favorite I one you to read three. this. I just wanted you to say this Especially out loud. Especially
1: after those episodes the last two weeks. He was He's so He's the good. chillest
2: dude I've ever seen. He seems like a great guy to just go into the woods and smoke some dank weed with. Hey. <laughs> anyway, on to my. I don't believe this story at all. I don't even know what this story is.
1: Yeah, this story's real.
2: (laughs) Anyway, on to my story. I've been listening to you guys a little over a year now, and I'm on the episode with the murder dream goblin. Hearing that story reminded me of my own personal experience, which I've been trying to post on this subreddit for some time, but haven't been able to for fear of sounding crazy. Let me just let me just tell you. On this subreddit, you're not you don't need to worry about that. Not at all. I don't know. You already sound a little. This whole Alex thing is a little bonkers. But Let like, me tell what about uh, the green uh, stone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've lived in my current house my whole life, and I'm currently 20, starting in the year 2006 when I was around the age of five. Oh, uh, I know. I know. I
1: graduated high school that year. I know. Stop. Uh,
2: <laughs> I graduated two years before that. I started having these bizarre nightmares about a group of old ladies who would be outside my window which was right above where I would put my head to sleep at night. I'd be asleep and from my window, depending on the night, I'd either, uh, I'd either hear light pebbles being thrown against the window, um, which the outside of the window was full of rocks or, (sighs) uh, someone would go and I would then stand up, on my bed and look out the window to see a group of three very strange looking old ladies one who looked very similar to the character granny garbanzo from the show <laughs> the big comfy couch I'm moving that up I'm I am visualize up. that the what? red nose oh and everything my God. I'm granny bl-
0: garbanzo my brother used to
1: watch this show Granny Garbanzo.
2: big comfy couch I
1: don't want her outside my window at night though I'll tell you that
2: Which, for those of you who are unaware, is a show about a clown girl named Lunettes and her Dolly Molly and their adventures on this big green couch. It's like all the toys that you were scared of at your grandma's house in one show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, At the time I was growing up, uh, let me see where I lost my, at the time I was growing up, sporting a red do-rag with white curly hair and green dress. And of course, a big bright red nose, right? So that's what she used to look like. The other two people in the group were not as notable as the one black hair and wore a blue uh, and wore a blue dress and was blonde in a yellow dress. After I would look out the window, I'd hear the leaders say in real southern accent, we're coming to get you. Oh, so, my I, gave God. The lady, so I gave the lady the name get you.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I
2: love that. I love that. It's like a Stephen <laughs> King story. After yelling this, they disappear and the whole house starts shaking violently as if caught in a tornado or earthquake. And I fall to the floor as Get You and her old lady friends would come rushing into my room. I try to yell for my parents, but some, uh, very, but for some very bizarre reason, I was physically incapable of uttering or yelling out the words mom or dad. Then I'd be dragged off against my will and taken off. I remember that most of the time they would take me to this very futuristic spaceship. <laughs> yes. What? A very futuristic spaceship looking place. And they would then, uh, Take me to what looked like a futuristic operating theater, complete with operating table and strap me down and put me to sleep with anesthesia, at which point I would wake up screaming. My parents would come running in to comfort me. These dreams continued to happen until I was around 12. And sometimes I would be able to figure out, oh, I'm dreaming. This is a dream. But no matter how hard I tried, I just could not wake myself up. Perhaps the most strange occurrence of all happened when I was seven one day during in the middle of the day when I was wide awake. I was playing by myself in my bedroom when all of a sudden the ground began to shake heavily and I fell to the floor like in the nightmare. I froze stiff. I started trying to remind myself that those were just dreams. And my mom was playing tricks on me. Luckily, however, this time I was able to yell for my dad and he came rushing into the room. Of course, he didn't believe me, but it all just felt so real. Once I hit the age of 12, these became less frequent, more like a distant haze, and eventually I stopped having these nightmares, and I haven't had a single one since. I still think about these dreams to this day and wonder if they were in fact dreams. And then a little TLDR. I used to get really bizar- yeah. uh, bizarre nightmares about weird, possibly alien old ladies, and one of my dreams may have become reality. So I, I am, I am curious about this. So what I know about old ladies and dreams is that old ladies and dreams are like supposed to be about dealing with like (laughs) I don't know how to phrase this in a way that makes sense for a small child because usually it's about like dealing with things that you feel are like uh, intimate or shameful thoughts Like they are, they are there to sort of like, you know, they're they're, they're about, you know, growing old. They're about you um, sort of missing out on opportunities, but more importantly, it usually is about like, oh, you're having like some weird thoughts and the old ladies are there to shame you like that kind of thing. (laughs) That's usually what I think. I can see that. And so, I I mean, I don't know what that means for a child. I have absolutely no clue what that, you know, because I guess it could also mean like about like power dynamics or maybe control. Like you don't, you feel like you don't have control, but again, not being a child for as long as I have not been a child. I don't know what, like the lack of control, of, a child would think th- of my
1: relationship with an old lady as a kid right now.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't know. But the interesting thing is the alien bit and being swept away. All of that is the usual signs of like you lack you know, you feel like you are not in control of certain things or your your mind is working through some shit that like you need to handle and and you simply don't know how to. And so you're being like swept up and, and taken away. And um, I don't know. I think this is probably just a normal if it is a normal dream, it's a normal dream just about, you know, being a, a young person that has, you know, no control over their life because yeah. you're like a kid. And that, or you know, two
1: boring old ladies and their red nosed leader really did come each night and take you away. My, Maybe they were grays
0: disguising themselves as cartoon characters. They're from like, the big this comfy kid couch. loves
2: the big comfy couch This is going to be perfect. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite part about every trio ever is that in the trio, there is always the main person, the like, yes, person. And then the I am here too person. So like there's and it's the way it's that way in movies all the time. And I feel like the dream has to be the same way. There's the main person, which is Granny Garbanzo. Then there's like <laughs> the dark haired lady who's like, I agree with what Granny says. And then there's the blonde who's like, I'm also here. I'd like to imagine that's their that's their group dynamic. It's like, yes, and I also am a villain as well. Yeah. they're like so that's they're how like I imagine the uh
1: suicide squad.
2: right <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like that.
1: You nailed it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, that wraps up our listener stories. Thank you guys so much for submitting them. There's tons that we just, yeah, tons that we didn't get into. So like, if you want to go read more, just head over to the subreddit. There's an infinite amount for you to dive through.
1: Or if you want to sign up for our Patreon, uh, you can then follow us into the mini-sode, which is coming out right after this. And I will have one more dream for Jesse to interpret. Fantastic. And uh, before we say goodbye, uh, Jesse, what's happening at the
0: end
2: of October? Oh, hey, you should go to com, and there you will see a link to our live show. Tickets are almost gone. So please, if you want to come to They're LA you want to like see what's up. You want to come hang out with us. We would love to have you and uh, yeah, come on out and like let's get crazy with it. That should be totally fun.
0: It'll be a good time. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're off to do that mini-sode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Anyway. Me and my wife were sitting outside, indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, she's looking up at the sky in a fall. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.